outer space. What is up, party people? Welcome back to another episode of Killer Pop Matter Space. I am Jeff. As always, with me is my compadre, Vinny. What's going on, brother? What's up, brother? We got some new, little new toys, some new technology here. This is wild. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, and it's a new the, day. Uh, I mean, I guess it's still the hotline, right? No, not anymore. On, on, not the, on the meeting. On, on the meeting. Joining us, on we have... the official have, Zoom meeting. Not sponsored. We have Brother Pete. What's up, my brothers? I don't know. And then we can see him. We'll give him a little wave. You got Brother Sean. I can't wait to charge this as billable time. This is like a business <laughs> meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was up all night doing these meetings. Yeah. <laughs> I was on Zoom all night. What's up, guys? What's happening? It only took us a uh, hundred and some episodes. We've been uh, growing slow and steady. We got our own studio. <laughs> then we started adding some stuff. Then we started adding co-hosts. And now we're adding Zoom. And now we all have our own studios. Yep. You just have to happen to have the best uh, technology in yours. Well, didn't you get the same brand? Didn't you get the same I think brand? I have the simplest in mine. I basically got gifted the uh, the mixing board we have, but like the three hundred dollar less one. Same same brand, Zoom brand, which is kind of ironic that we're doing Zoom now. But uh, it's basically got all the cool features that our our big one has, but compact and it's battery powered, hmm. which is worrisome. Like double A's. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Interesting. So if I just cut out in the middle of this, it's a little scary. Yeah. But well, it, if you, you gotta like buy the adapter separately, they're just they're getting their money. Yeah. Well, anyway, what do you boys been up to? They made What's a deal on? with they made a deal with Big Battery. Yeah, Big Doracell. <laughs> uh, what's going on? Nothing, nothing much in my world. Uh, just hanging out, working, uh, watching some stuff when I can. Did a. Uh, Another supplemental, if you happen to catch it. The I did. Uh, Christmas episode of supplemental, just a month too late. Yeah, keeps the season going. My Christmas, my Christmas tree's still up, so. Oh, that's awesome. My dad keeps it up to, like, March now. I would have taken it down a couple weeks ago, but I don't know, just haven't had the time. How about you, Vinny? What are you, uh, I know you've been getting into some shenanigans. Um, just figuring out planning and logistics. Oh, yeah, it's crunch time, man. It's crunch time. Jeff, have you worked on your Mm -hmm. tan? I am still the pale Italian (laughs) that I always have been. Do you think, would you agree with Stephanie that since, I mean, this is regarding me, but since all four of us are quite pale, that we can't wear a maroon bathing suit? Uh, You can wear whatever you want. That's That's what I'm saying. That's how it goes. That's how it works. works. What co- why does that matter? I don't understand. Because I I wanted to get a maroon. It's basically like the old school Phillies red bathing suit, and I was told but what? Huh? So I don't understand what why the color of a bathing suit matters. I don't know. I was told. To, I was told to by my. Tone. I was told by my future wife as a as a pale young man. I can't wear that. 
Nah, you wear what you want. I buddy. need to be bronze. Yeah. That's important. I think I think you wear it. I bought it. I'll be wearing nothing but uh, basketball jerseys and board shorts. I also there got you go. a bathing suit with pineapples on it. And I don't care what people think about it. I also may have purchased a cowboy hat. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Brett Michaels style, too. I'm always going to rock a bandana with it. Okay. You do know, Vinny, that the pineapple is the international symbol for a swinger, right? Oh, I know what it means, but I don't care because <laughs> I like the bathing suit. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know that. When did when did that happen? Oh, a long yeah, time. Yeah, apparently, ago. apparently, swingers to meet people at the grocery store, they walk around with nothing but a, a pineapple in their cart. I think specifically, <laughs> it's supposed to be an upside down pineapple. Oh, well, the pineapples will be flowing. Mm-hmm. Well, like, maybe it maybe it it depends on like if you're a couple seeking a, a third, or if you're somebody seeking a couple, whether it's upside down or not. Right, right. Well, kind of like the eat. When I'm wearing like the pineapple the earring on the suit. left. So, if, yeah. so if I'm gifting people pineapple upside down cakes all the time. Are they getting <laughs> the wrong idea about that? Mm, maybe. Is that why everybody wants to have sex with me all the time? That's what it is. Well, no, no I think that, it's just that's not the only handsome. reason. Yeah. Yeah, you got a lot going on over there, buddy. Look at that bod. You got you got some abs that won't quit. I'll bet under yeah. them pants. You got a yeah, bird they, that won't quit. They're, they're somewhere in here. <laughs> Um, is there really karaoke at this place? Oh yeah. Oh boy, karaoke. I've been, I've been practicing. I've been practicing a few songs. Yeah, they have a pretty, uh, pretty good library of songs to choose from too. I'm getting yammered and doing nothing but kiss and skinnered for a week. People are gonna hate me. <laughs> All right, would, would you like to? Would you like? Yeah, the deep only eighty kiss strictly animalized <laughs> and crazy nights. Yes. What do you guys want? Hot in the shade? All right, cool. <laughs> All, right, All right. After our extensive the after our extensive intro, let's dive into some beers. Uh, yes. Jeff, why don't you kick us off tonight? I will because I actually have a beer for the first time in a while. I'm doing Three Fluids uh, Barbarian Haze India Pale Ale. Mm. I'm getting word from the bed behind me that it's quite delicious. Uh, the can is pretty dang sweet it's an olive green can which you don't really see a lot of which let's see that in the old video oh sorry hold on sorry, I gotta pull it out of my sweet yeah. my wonderful yeti koozie mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that was gifted to me for christmas it's one of my favorite new toys but yeah look at that it's rad oh, it's got some okay. glowy red eyes um i wish i would have had it while we were talking about barbarian yeah that would have been fitting that would have been fitting but uh yeah so that's what i got I still have a beer that I'm strictly saving for when we eventually do the uh, Gangsters episode. All right. I have a bag, actually, uh, of a bunch of Maryland beer to bring over to your house for the episodes, for the shows. We still, we're still sitting on a brains. I know. Right. I know. You know how I am. I just buy, buy, buy. <laughs> I'll get to it at some point. Sean, what do you got? Uh, I made a trip to Hatboro the other day. I was helping out my dad at my mother-in-law's hair salon, and Artifact Brewing is right down the street. Have any of you guys been? Uh, Artifact, Artifact no, yeah. I haven't even heard of it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's only been there a couple of years. Mm. Relatively new spot. But uh, amongst their list of beers, they put their inspiration for what the beer's name, beer names are. And they had one... Um, 
And the inspiration was every time I died, Keaton, my, well, one of our favorite bands, and the beer's called We Had Such Promise, a blonde ale, 4.6%, and I was able to get a growler of it. That's cool. Did I drank, you... I drank a couple oh. of them while I was there. But... Nice. Did you uh, pop into Big Heads afterwards, start yourself a fight? No. Wasn't uh... that kind of day. <laughs> I have been to Big Heads, but uh, not this time. But Rats. this beer's this beer's really nice. This is the first time I was in this place. Uh, they have really cool um, T-shirt art. Uh, a lot of cool, you know, goodies there, and a lot of good beers. Nice. This was, and this was one of them. Pete, what you got? Uh, from our friends at uh, Human Robot Brewery, I'm drinking a Tin Hoagie. I like that one. Tin Hoagie American Lager. Nice. You can nice get on the internet flavor. and download me one of those hoagies. Yep. Best can ever. Just a hoagie wrap. Yep. With a, with a little masking tape on there. Are you still working through Human Robot beers from Thanksgiving? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Christmas, thanks. Or, or yeah. Chris, Christmas-ish, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I, I can't wait to go back to Human Robot. Yeah, it's a solid spot. They yeah. have another spot in Jenkintown, which might be a better meeting spot for us. Yeah, that's like equidistant for all of us, I think. Yeah. Like, it's like basically an hour for all of us. I wish the... Yeah. For Sean. Sean's a little closer, but... I wish the Neshaminy Creek was still there, because then we could just hit both. Yeah. All right, tonight what do you I, got uh, there? I got a uh, a Equilibrium. They're one of the uh, IPA power horses on the East Coast out of Middletown, New York. Uh, this is the MC Squared. All of their beers, either the name or the label, it's in some way science-related, but it's always cool art. So you got a funky-looking um, Einstein on here with his hair sticking up and molecules all going through it. But, yeah, their, their IPAs are on point. And I was able to find this one, obviously, locally, and it looks to be one of their highest-rated IPAs on the old Untapped. We'll see what it's about. I'm going to get a little annoyed with Untapped emailing me something every time I check a beer in. I just... I don't think... I just I think I have that own. disabled. Yeah, I, just yeah, I don't it. think uh, I get those. I'll have to look into that. It's just like every time I check a beer and it's like I get an email, it's like, here's a coupon for some beer fest in Wyoming. That doesn't help me. God damn, this is a really good IPA. Mmm, that's delicious. Your face is delicious. Mm. All right. How about on, uh, let's see, we want to do news front first or what we've been watching front? Gosh, I don't, I don't even think I have any news. Is anything even happening? The only thing I have was the Scream full trailers dropping tomorrow. It's kind Already? Of, it's kind of exciting, wow. yeah. I'll watch the yeah. first one and that's it. No more trailers out of that. Yeah, I've been I haven't watched the trailer in a while. I thought I heard a rumor that uh, what's her name, Hayden Panettiere from Scream Four, is making her return. Yeah, yeah, they just put a still up of her today. Yeah. Um, whether I mean, I guess she'll probably still be in jail, but you know, whatever. Oh, she'll is that a spoiler? Maybe a visit and visit to her in jail. Yeah, I mean, I'm just guessing. I mean, why? It, yeah, I don't know. I mean, because she's. She should be in prison. Yeah, um, I think I think it'll be like a visit. There's for... also early on when they just first initially announced the movie, they were 
um, there are rumors whether um, Matthew Lillard's character could still be alive and potentially be in the movie as well. I think that was squashed. Yeah. That was squashed? Yeah. Yeah, like when the last one came out, they said the same thing. Uh, oh, okay. I guess, I guess theor- theoretically he could be. Yeah, I mean, he's just feeling a little woozy. He only took a, a he, gut shot. He was feeling a little woozy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that scene. Yeah. <laughs> I love Matthew Lillard. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, news. Good, good I mean, it's, it's this is a slow time for all movie news, um, but certainly horror. Yeah, the, the horror news that I keep stumbling across, across uh, recently is all video game stuff. Um, Resident Evil 2 remake for PS5 or something, Killer Clowns game, Texas Chainsaw game. Yeah. Um, I think there's some rumor. I, I, I don't know what this is even about. You play it, I think, Dead by Daylight. I, I need to start playing it because I people just constantly keep telling me about it. Uh, well, there's some sort of rumor going around that they're going to – start pulling they have real character right they have like leather yeah, a ton of them, yeah. Spray. Ton of them. yeah well apparently they're going to start losing the rights to them uh, uh or something um, like that i didn't read the whole thing but... that's unfortunate but they have yeah. quite the library of them so if they lose a few i don't think it'll be that big of a deal yeah. But, but, and, but yeah a lot of video game stuff it's very like intricate and detailed like each one of those characters that we know like affects the game and the gameplay and um your your strengths and weaknesses as you're playing it's it sounds like a cool game i just haven't uh i would love to i have it i just need to download it and play it the problem is i keep getting more blu-rays i know and <laughs> i just got yeah. for uh well i just watched mall rats which i got i don't even know how long ago at this point uh great blu-ray by the way um lots of special features on there hint hint um and for John Carpenter's birthday, I uh, was gifted uh, Big Trouble Little China and The Thing, the uh, Shout Factory one. So I'm Ooh, excited to get into those. The yeah. Shout Factory one's really fun. Yeah, I mean, Shout Factory, pretty much everything is going to be gold from them. The um, the Them and, I, I'd say overall, like the finest special features come from them and Arrow. Agreed. Um but with Vincent and Severin, I feel like it's like the deep cuts a lot yeah. of times. And probably, I would say better cover art. Uh, from Vinegar Syndrome especially, yeah. Like the, the, I, the variations they do on the poster is really cool. Yeah, I think Vinegar Syndrome's got probably overall the best Blu-ray art. Arrows is really good usually too, but just the whole, you can't get it in the U.S. or you can only get it in the U. like it. It becomes a pain like there's a sorry i'm not gonna rant i promise i was looking at it the arrow um oh what was it i forget what i was looking at but oh it was big trouble little china um arrow has the rights for it in the uk and their cover for it's really cool well i've been it's been on my wish list for a long time but now you have surpassed me in the blu-ray collection uh so you should think about pulling the trigger on it and getting a good region-free Blu-ray player because then it just opens up everything. Yeah, but you know me. I'm buying a lot of that grindhouse cult midnight feature stuff a lot of times. So, you know, Vinegar Syndrome's not going to... Um, yeah, but I hear you. I hear you. I mean, all that European the, arrow stuff? Oh. Yeah, there's a oh. lot of good stuff here. You're not wrong. But that, those Blu-ray players run you like 
three seventy five. Yeah, pass on that. Yeah. I got gold teeth to buy, brother. Ah, uh, yeah, yep. Did um, any of you guys watch or play this The Last of Us game? Yes, the first one I did. Yeah. The second one I did not. But I heard they that show just came out on HBO, and I've heard nothing but good things about it so far. Oh, yeah, cool um, I would love to tell you about it. I would, I won't because it's going to spoil the series because I heard they're staying real true to the game. Mm. Um, but the game tore my heart out. Mm. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, I gotta, I gotta watch and play maybe. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm, um, I'm waiting. Like my, my basically, I've, I've gotten to the point where I wait to, so I can binge things. But uh, I am really excited to start that. Speaking yeah. of shows, I, uh, I'm sorry. You're good. Yeah, I was just gonna say they, they somebody did a, a side by side comparison of the opening from the video game with the opening of the first episode, and they're like identical. That's cool that they're saying true because usually the downfall of most video game movies and television series is they stray too far from the game or change something critical. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one. I'll I'll do what Pete's doing and wait like maybe halfway through, and then uh, binge through it. But I uh, I started a new Amazon original series that I don't know if you guys heard of or caught called The Rig. Uh, I, I, Scottish, I've seen the Scottish series. Yeah, it has it's got uh, the guy who plays Jorah from Game of Thrones. Right? Yes, yes. Um, it has kind of mediocre reviews, so I was like, I was kind of hesitant to start it, but I did anyway, and I'm really enjoying it. So I, now I don't know if like if it goes off the deep end or off the rails, like maybe towards the end of the the season. But it's really good. It's got a uh, Decent production value. The acting's good. The writing's good. It has a lot of the uh, it kind of qualities to it because they're all they're out in the middle of the ocean on an oil rig. Basically, what happens? Not any spoilers. This is all in like the first ten minutes. This dense fog comes in uh, across the ocean and the oil rig, and it cuts off all their communication, radios, phones, everything, and then weird stuff starts to happen and. Um, the people on the rig are changing like as something happens and it, they immediately know is from being exposed to the fog. If they're outside of on the, um, in the fog for too long, like weird stuff, like your body starts to almost, uh, try to go to being perfect. So it, like it rejects like people's fillings start falling out. Their tattoos just like melt right off them or wash off them. And then it just keeps going further and further into weirdness. But I'm enjoying it. I'm only like four episodes in, but it's pretty good. Interesting. I had no idea that it was actually like kind of horror. I thought it was just like straight up like shit happening on an oil rig. No, no. It's definitely uh, more so far more sci-fi than horror. Okay. But it's all it's all based around the like, like a lot of it's people driven because it's the paranoia of what's happening. They're stuck in this rig. They can't communicate to the mainland. And yeah, it's good stuff. I don't. I watched a movie. I watched a movie because I thought it was going to be body horror, but it wasn't really a horror film. Uh, it was borderline body horror, but not really. But it was called "Are We Not Cats?" Did any of you guys watch <laughs> no. this movie? I didn't even heard of that. Uh, so it, it it got like surprisingly good reviews, but 
the movie is basically two people that I don't know. They're both pretty fucked up. They kind of fall in love, and they're both obsessed with eating hair. Hmm. Well, like it, like you do. Yeah, it got fucking weird, and they just like they're hanging out drinking antifreeze because they can't afford actual booze. What the fuck? She starts eating this dude's hair, and it gets caught in her stomach. It was real, real bizarre, but not as horror as I expected it to go. So it won't make the list, but an interesting watch. Huh. Was it like some weirdo art house stuff? I, I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know what the point of it was, or uh... <laughs> what the point of it was, or I mean, what I, motivated I, I them to seen, make it. Um, yeah, what happened? I it have was... seen episodes of like My Strange Addiction, where it's like a, this girl like literally like eats her hair, and like they had to like surgically remove like the giant hairball from her stomach. That's the Ugh. movie. That's the whole movie. Oh my god! <laughs> Based on true events. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up, man. It was weird. Very unsettling. Gross. Um, so to to ping pong off of uh, Jeff mentioned mall rats earlier, and I think I like just like mentioned it in passing during our 2022 episode. I watched um, Clerks three. Oh gosh. Four. Four. Three. 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 Um, I know. I I actually was pleasantly surprised. It's a kind of return to form homage to the first one and fans of the series i think um i think you guys would like it it's uh it's definitely better than the travesty that was like jane silent bob's redux or reboot or yeah whatever. that was that was, was pretty atrocious that's that why i awful. kind of gave up in the franchise um, because of that jay's dentures still are distracting but they're they fit a little better in his mouth than they did in the last movie um but it's basically basically the whole thing is uh the premise is that randall has a heart attack and decides that he needs to make a movie about his life and so he's basically making clerks the first mm. one um but it's it's funny you know it's it's definitely like um this like playing off a lot of nostalgia but um it was pretty so you know still had some good laughs and nice and whatnot so Made up for the last, let's say, two movies. The uh, the last thing I would like to mention I was just kind of on a whim last week. I did a creature feature double feature. Um, uh, just kind of scanning through Shutter, but I ended up watching Cue the Winged Serpent and Mosquito. If you have not seen Cue the Winged Serpent, which I don't think any of you guys have, I'm get it. on it. Get on it. It is. I put it on the creature feature list. Yeah, I can't remember that far back, but <laughs> it is ridiculous. I loved it. Uh, mosquito, not so much. Could do without mosquito. It's like a mid '90s, just bad I, CGI. I like mosquito. Really? Like, well, uh, you know me with that weird animal shit, but yeah. I mean, I it thought, just, it, I thought it was like, just not. As, it was kooky, good fun. Yeah, Q is just out of control. I can't believe I've never seen it. Vinny, didn't you not like Q? Yeah, and but I was thinking about it, and Jeff, I'm surprised you didn't see it, but Joe Bob did Q early on. I know, which, so what happened is, I guess they took it off Shutter for a while, so it was sitting in the recently added, and it wasn't until after I watched it that I realized that it was on the original Joe Bob marathon, so okay, I missed out on all that sweet Joe Bob commentary. I remember when watching it, something happened where... I thought 
Joe Bob was going to show something else. And whatever movie it was, I was really excited for him to show. Um, I don't know if I read the wrong thing on social media, <laughs> something. And then when it wasn't the movie I wanted to see, I was just bitter. <laughs> so I went into it. I went into it negative and maybe that swung. So I, I got to, yeah, I, I got to watch it again. Well, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, last thing I've been watching, I think, is um, White Lotus, which I, everyone has been talking about on HBO. Yeah, I haven't started it. Um, first season, I liked a lot. This season, I like a lot. You know, it's just kind of like a dysfunction, resort dysfunction. It's kind of interesting, and it's kind of fun going into the fact that we're about to go to a resort. So, Oh, uh, yeah, that's cool. That's fitting. Um, and they're short seasons. They're like six, episodes, six seven episodes. But, yeah. Oh, also, uh, I texted Sean about this. If you're into rom-coms or just like kind of feel-good uh, movies, the movie Bros. It's a, it's a gay rom-com. I think they were showing that at the Colonial. The, um, yeah, someone else was talking about how good that was. But it, it, was it didn't, funny, it didn't you know? do well financially at all. Which yeah, because no one's going to the movies, especially not for like comedies. Yeah, that's true. And that's so. kind of an obscure comedy too. Not not obscure, but I don't I don't remember there being like any press for it or, or seeing any trailers. Yeah, it just kind of I dropped mean, and nobody saw it. It's directed by the same guy that directed Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and it's produced by uh, Judd Apatow. So you know, it's got the backing behind it. Um, Billy Eichner's funny. Yeah, it's on. It's it's free on uh, Peacock. So, Peacock. Peacock. All right, boys, ready to dive into a little uh, war games list? Indeed. Sure. All right. So tonight's war games, we have a little uh, body horror action for you. Anything terrible that can happen to your body, and you get to see someone suffering through it, will be on the list. Uh. It's a kind of general list, and we were talking before recording that uh, there's some movies that fell on other people's lists on the interweb that, at least in my eyes, weren't fitting. But we'll see how this shakes out. Judge or uh, judge Jeff is judge, jury, and executioner on our picks. If he feels they don't qualify, he will strike them from the list as the power he holds. Mm-hmm. He also has the power up. Oh, we're, we're doing top 10. We're going to do our normal format of Jeff having the power of also conducting trivia. The winner of trivia will have their choice of having the number one overall or the other bonus that we like to call quantity over quality. And they'll have the bottom two picks two in a row to start off. So the way that order up, oh, sorry, I was going to say, is Pete still holding Pete still holding? Has not cashed in. At this point now, I'm just really curious what list he's going to do it for. Maybe it's tonight. Maybe he's saving it for Tom Hanks. I don't know. Nothing? No hints? We'll see. All right. <laughs> what a um, tease. And then, typically, the the loser of trivia gets the middle-of-the-road picks uh, and falls in with the number two overall. Do you guys care which ones you get for this? Because I'm not sure that I do. 
Maybe quantity. Maybe oddly quantity en- oddly enough for this one, I don't want the pressure of quantity. Uh, that's the first time I've, I've ever I'll not wanted it. Yeah, it's, I always like the quantity. I mean, I, I have some dark horses that I like to sneak in there that I don't think you guys will pick. Um, but we'll see. So if you get the first overall selection, uh, that person will have number one, number four, and number seven. If you get the middle of the road kind of loser of the of the group, you get two, five, and eight. And if you get quantity over quality, you get three, six, nine, and ten. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Are you boys. Yeah. Are you ready for your trivia? Fire off that trivia. Right. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. The first one I think is easy enough, but you never know what you guys. <laughs> uh, this. Canadian director had his 1970 body horror film remade by a pair of Canadian directors going by the Twisted Twins or the Saska sisters. David David Cronenberg. All right. There you go. Pete. Wait, where was I? Big guy. Where were you? Is there a delay? What do you mean? Where were you? I said it before. All right. The challenge flag came out and, uh, did a little replay, and it turns out Pete uh, did not fumble. He got the David part of the answer out just slightly before I did. So Pete is the winner of trivia. What are you going with, Pete? All right. Um, yeah, so I'll take that uh, quantity. Nice. Easy enough. Did you say quantity last time, too? I didn't win last time. Oh, you just ended up with quantity. Oh, didn't no, I win last time? I don't think. Yeah, Sean won last time. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, good job. All right. So the next one. I consider this movie body horror, but, you know, doesn't matter. It's true. Uh, what town does the Toxic Avenger hail from? Romaville? Damn it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Sean, back in the game. I, gave, I guess Vinny wouldn't, wouldn't know that. No, I still knew. Um, for some, some I was gonna say Terra Tromaville. I don't know where I was going. Uh, Here, I would have guessed Brooklyn. I don't think I want the number one. So really, I, no. Well, I'd rather put uh, a movie at eight. So I'm gonna go with B. I'll take the 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 shitty picks. The shitty picks. That's where you usually end up anyway. Yeah, it's no pressure of number one, and I get a lower pick on the list. I have a feeling, uh, well, it usually happens with number one where you get uh, back into a corner of picking yeah. the number one. But Well, there's a pretty, I mean, nah, we there, don't need. Yeah, yeah, there's a pretty obvious one. But, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't know. have to be. Yeah, I, I have three that, I think there's an obvious one, but there's three that could be. Sure. Agreed. All right, cool. We're, so all same, show. we're on the same page to start. This is nice. Well, whenever you gentlemen are ready, I will... Uh, actually, whenever Pete is ready. What was the verdict? Are we texting you, or do you want to do the Zoom message? I told you to send it to me in the Zoom. All right, good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to text it. Well, why? Then I got to... <laughs> well, I don't know. How, how the fuck do I... You could, you could do it on the Zoom chat thing. You can choose who you're messaging. You just got to send it to Kim Dong. King. Oh, I read it as Kim. 
my preferred. King Dong the Seventh is my Zoom name. <laughs> Kim Kim Dong. King, not Kim. Not Korean. I'm a beer and a half in. I don't... <laughs> oh boy. All right. Peter's number ten is in, and it is one I happen to really like, and I don't think it goes anywhere but ten. Uh, the Australian body horror film Body Melt. Coming out of 1993, which I feel like in is like 1979 in Australia years. Because <laughs> um, that's what it feels like watching this thing. Um, it takes about, I'd say this movie isn't even an hour and a half. It's about an hour and 20 and change. And it takes about 45 minutes to 50 minutes until you really figure out what is even happening or why or if there's a plot or... But uh, it's just enough to keep you kind of watching and into it. And there's all sorts of different shit happening to people's bodies. And it's disgusting. And um, essentially what's happening is that there's this town um, that and, and in, in said town, there's a, a corporation that is... Uh, making a drug that's supposed to um it's like a weight loss fitness drug they're also offering themselves out as a camp to for people to go and stay there and this drug essentially it's like an amphetamine that makes you hallucinate but then also makes you it affects each person differently but like one guy's face melts off one some people's like the one guy's dick explodes um it's just like it's really wacky and insane and then it somehow it's connected to this like guy who has like a mongoloid farm like with these three like jason Voorhees type um you know special people living there Mm -hmm. and uh they're yeah, I, I don't really know how to explain it, uh, hmm. but um, it, what all turns out is that the guy, you figure out that the guy who's at the farm, the mongoloid farm, has the special ingredient that keeps this drug that his partner, his old partner, uh, from doing what it's doing to people. And um, and then also, you, it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's just an interesting uh australian really obscure probably with a budget of about a thousand dollars uh considering the one car didn't even have a windshield they're just driving with like a tarp (laughs) with a hole in it uh yeah what do you what do you have to say about this jeff because jeff is the one that told me to watch this movie yeah i I just you nailed it i mean it's me i love this kind of crap um i love that they hook you in though like the, the the very beginning is clearly shot separately from the movie right uh-huh. like and like they hook you in by showing this chick's boobs like right away yeah so i guess like you're like oh well at least i'll get to see some boobs through this then yeah there's, never, there's like a real, never again. real sweaty sex scene to start the movie off yeah and then i don't think there's another boob or sex like sexy scene in the rest of the movie it's just fun um, it's just goofy crazy and it's nasty like the body yeah. melting stuff is, is really good it's free on. Uh, I think I watched it on Freebie. Um, check it out. 
it's a uh, bottom of the list. But uh, so so what about it made you want to put it on the list? Because he didn't uh, just speak that highly of it. Uh, just because it's really gross, and I, I think it fits the category. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, exploding you know. dick. That yeah, yeah. There's also yeah. there's also a like uh uh a plus a placenta that that uh shoots out of a pregnant woman and eat like chokes her husband to death and, and then her then her womb explodes um there's some stuff yeah so i just kind of figured you know it is it's full on you know yeah. uh as far as the um you know body, body heart heart. aspect yeah. of it and you know not i mean it's not all right it's not good but it's not bad so it's not it's like you know it sits somewhere in the middle of, of just an obscure kind of like fever dreamish uh movie a little bit um i think no. maybe what you're what you're doing is kind of the same way i approach this list where like i was going for like the grosser or just like yeah like the, really going for the body horror aspect of this because like some of these movies were not necessarily great movies but yeah we're, I, awesome, I was... we're like awesome body horror films I was hoping it would be more along what you're talking about. Just like nasty. I don't care about story. It's a body horror. I want body horror. Now I am going into a movie that uh, is a really good movie in my opinion. So you are not wrong. At number nine, Pete's taken from beyond. Hmm. Agreed. So here in this movie, you have the two stars of uh reanimator in uh jeffrey combs and barbara crampton and uh you're blessed also with the presence of uh ken free of uh many movie fame but uh, most notably i'd say dawn of the dead and um basically in this movie you have these two doctors it starts out and it's a uh, Dr. Edward Pretorius, who's kind of the leader of this of this scientific group, and Jeffrey Combs' character, uh, Dr. Tillinghast, and they've figured out how to stimulate part of the brain that can um, essentially see into the dimension and of the other dimension which surrounds us and uh, that we can't see, that we're blind to, and are the the uh, sixth sense, as they say, and. Uh, um uh there's this confusion about um whether uh tilling gas murders uh the other doctor but what actually happens is that he goes into this other realm and he uh is absorbed by a monster and um barbara crampton's character is trying to prove whether uh Jeffrey Combs's character is sane or insane for his trial because they think he murdered this doctor. And uh, so they have to go back to the house, re- rebuild the machine that opens up this uh, other dimension. And the other doctor appears to them and slowly becomes, turns into this ooey gooey blob of uh, disgusting worm like mass. And uh, he tries to uh sexually take advantage of Barbara Crampton and 
she also gets uh, really sexy in this movie in a dominatrix outfit, which is um, a reason enough to watch this movie. Uh, it's a real quick, like solid, like hour and a half, maybe hour and 40. Um, really well done, like no bullshit. Like, like, I think this is a really well like put together movie. Um, and it's like, bing, bang, boom, everything happens in like the exact, there's, there's, no, there's no, nothing in the way of the uh however joe bob says it he always says it not, uh, well he says there's no um story there's getting no... in the way of the plot or something there like that go. um so uh yeah um lots of good body horror in this um there's also like different monsters uh that come out of this realm um one of them eats uh combs's character uh, and then when they make the when they shut off the machine and he disappears, he's then bald and his head starts to expand almost like alien like because he's now now his brain has ex- been expanded by this machine from the other realm or that opens up the other realm. It's um, I, this is the, I watched it for the first time for this list and I will be watching it again in the future. I really enjoyed this movie. Does this make anybody else's list? Uh, just missed mine, but I like this movie a lot. Jeff, did we see this at the Mahoning at one point? No, I watched mm. it on Shutter. It'd be uh, a real fun watch of the Mahoning. Yeah, it would. It would. I didn't make it all the way through either, so I I actually probably fell asleep 35, 40 minutes in and never restarted. Yeah, I dig this one. Body horror through and through. It's nice that it's like a callback uh, to Combs. It's and Barbara Crampton. It's it's yeah, it's good it's good stuff. What year was this? Mm, I think it was late eighties. Let me double check. I have the. I'd say it's probably eighty six. Eighty six. Yeah, okay. 86. I didn't know if it was like like in that early nineties where the eighties are still coming through a little bit. Yeah, but eighty six is very fitting for it. Good stuff. Could have gone a little higher. Cool. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out what what's going ahead. Uh, Sean has sent me his pick. Christine. And. This is one I think that should be higher on the list, but we'll see. Uh, Sean's number eight, Brain Damage, mm. a.k.a. Anybody? A.k.a. Um, I forget. Dead Alive. Yes. Dead yeah. Alive. So I, I put this a little bit lower because I didn't know if it – exactly fit our definition of what body horror was when we originally set out on this list because uh, it's a little light on the transformation aspect but uh, the general synopsis of this story there is a parasitic I don't know if they ever explain whether it's alien or it's like an ancient parasitic worm oh wait oh whoa. Hold bring that oh shit I'm thinking of something else yeah, it's not Dead Alive. I was confused bad. by that when you said that. Yeah, what is the other I, name for Dead Alive? It's similar, right? Yeah, brain. I thought it was brain damage, but no, brain dead. No, now I'm curious. Whatever, I messed up. But yes, brain damage. Continue. <laughs> uh, oh shit! Is there questions on whether or not this is a body horror film? I mean, it's, it's a body horror. No, I just I thought it was different movie from New Zealand. <laughs> no, I got you, I got you. Uh, but anyway, this parasitic worm, Aylmer, 
uh, escapes from this old couple. You don't really know what it is because they like go to the tub in their house and it's empty and the wife has a fucking meltdown. And you're like, oh, is her son missing? I was like, I like, I didn't really have any, I, I didn't know what was happening, but this worm shows up in this dude. Oh, geez, what was his name? Uh, Brian. 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 He shows up in Brian's house, um, ends up attaching himself to the base of his skull and is able to give him this euphoric drug through his neck. And then they proceed to go out on killing sprees together throughout the film. And some of them get like wildly. 80s uh cheesy it's 80s cheesy horror uh the kind of shit we love um there's a very graphic worm blowjob scene that ends with a woman <laughs> getting her brain eaten uh lot, lots of brains getting eaten um some pretty cool <laughs> pretty cool 80s effects and i this is more of a horror comedy and i just thought this movie was a lot of fun he uh he talks to the worm right yeah Oh yeah, the worm. If I if I can redeem myself on my uh, dead alive thing, because I'm an idiot. Uh, the worm is voiced by Zachary, who's like an OG horror host. Uh, I believe he's from Philadelphia. Yeah, and he he talks to Aylmer the worm, um, gets him to inject this euphoric drug into his brain, and then he goes kind of catatonic. He doesn't really know what's happening. He just sees like. Kinda... He, he just sees like colors, so he's going through like a euphoric transformation himself. I can't, yeah, I, think it's, I can't place sort of like when cocaine. or where I saw this. I definitely saw it, but it was on. There was Joe a Joe Bob. Bob. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. I, I've ever had like being like, ah, oh, this is going to be kind of weird, but then I, I had a lot of fun with it. Mm -hmm. Especially like their banter yeah. back and forth with him and the. the yeah, uh, and he's got this like silky smooth voice that he's yeah, like, like this gross like looking a jazz worm DJ. And... Yeah. I dig yeah, that. I don't know. This, this movie was fun. Really, really fun. I think it's a good bottom of the list kind of. Yeah. Not as goopy as maybe some of the other ones that are going to end up on here, but there was definitely some weird goopy shit. Oh, there's there's so much goop that falls into this. All right. Well, maybe what I'm going to do, I was kind of debating just going uh, straight up Cronenberg for all my picks, but uh, instead I'm going to piss off Jeff. And uh, maybe maybe since we had some wild talking worm goopy stuff, I'll, I'll ground us a little bit. Yeah, man. I I you when you see it, you know how much I love this movie. Yeah, not a fan. I know. Uh, number seven, contracted from twenty thirteen. Have you guys seen this one? We did a Watch yeah. This or Die a long time ago and got into it. This was a um, back when my leg was broken and I asked Vinny for a long list of movies. Uh, this was on there. Um, I've seen this movie. It's got to be a half dozen times by now. And I, every time, like I, I really get a kick out of this. It, I think it it is body horror, but also turns another really popular subgenre sub upside down. Uh Obviously, it's a big statement on STDs and the fear of, you know, being young and out there partying and 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 uh, having the sex and getting something. 
But basically, this this young girl, she, uh, well, she's partying, but uh, gets raped and thinks she gets an STD. But she, all this weird stuff starts happening to her body. It's like the slow, the slow burn. Like, um, she notices something small, like a, a rash. Then it turns into the nails falling out, and then her teeth are getting all gross. Uh, and she's basically rotting from the inside out and is doing the thing where it's affecting her personal life. It's wearing her mother. It's grossing out her friends. It's affecting her job because she's starting to look really gross. It's starting to affect her mentally. And she's like lashing out and getting violent. And then it escalates to her going full-blown psycho um and getting like really gross body stuff happening to her um not not goopy or in the sense that we were talking about body horror in the in the previous movies like where it's just like really wild over the top stuff this is kind of subtle and it's, it's like a different part of gross and fear it was like you're imagining like if this weird shit was happening to you um and the ending, I mean, it's 2016, but the movie came out, but I still don't want to spoil it because in case you haven't seen it or heard the previous episode that we talked about this, uh, I thought it was a really cool ending. Did not see it coming at all and just completely flips the movie and the genre, like I said, upside down. There is a sequel uh, that explores more of that and kind of picks up where this one left off that unfortunately wasn't very good because the sort of the genre that it switched to it just fully went into that and we don't need another one of those Pete were you going to say you didn't like this one when you watched it no I wasn't going to say that at all Okay, good. I did like it um, I have not seen the sequel yeah, I mean, it's fine but it's just more of the same from what we've seen uh, it completely picks up where that one left off but then you're seeing more it ha happening to more people if you Catch my drift. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think. What don't you like about this, Jeff? If I can ask. Um, it's. Well, I, if you go back and listen to the Watch This or Die we did about it, right off the bat, the poster pissed me off. Um, it's just the poster. Piece. No, the the tagline where it's like, oh, I don't remember that. Oh, you know, she she went out or the Sonata, whatever it was, but it basically implies that like this girl went out and like had some crazy wild sex at a party and blah blah blah. Uh, not it's your like, no, not no, your she, average one night stand. Like, yeah, I, I not remember you not liking that. Yeah, yeah, she got raped. That that's not a one night stand. Uh, so right there, I'm annoyed. The character of Alice absolutely drove me nuts. She's like the most useless side character in the world. Um. And then just the whole, are you must be on drugs because you're acting weird and you used to be on drugs. Like we were talking about in Hellraiser, it's played out, man. But yeah, I just didn't like it overall in general. Concept is interesting. Uh, execution, not so much. Highly disagree. Hmm? I've only seen it once. Yeah, it's a weird yeah, one I mean, I only that I keep play. going back to. But I just I, I I like looking for all the signs uh for that ending, which there is none. Um 
and I just think that's so that's so well done. And it still is like, oh man, that was well. Like the whole uh, when she's in traffic and gets out of the car. Mm-mm-mm. But I think that's going to be. I mean, we'll see where the. I think that's going to be an outlier, like where that's the most grounded, where it might be a disease, it might not be kind of thing. I would imagine the rest is going to be like full blown, like crazy body horror, uh, practical effects, all that. So I just wanted to sneak one of those in there. Well, I think you're very wrong just oh. based on the next pick. All right. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Pete's number six is Starry Eyes. <gasps> I didn't think I'd also pick this. <laughs> I love so, this movie. Um, so another same same time frame. Um, uh, I said that Vinny gave me a list of movies to watch when my leg was broken uh, several years ago. Uh, this was also on there. Um, this and the last movie have some similarities in kind of like the body deterioration uh, kind of deal, except the plot's totally different. Um, and not in any way uh, very um, fever dreamish, this movie. Like, it's very uh, distorted, like, like distorted from reality, you feel at points. Um but um, disturbing, not uplifting. Um, but essentially, it's an actress down on her luck trying to get her way in Hollywood. Um, has a bad audition, has a mental breakdown in the bathroom, and then is invi- somehow invited back in to try again. And then essentially, it's like Harvey Weinstein. And uh, it offers... Basically, she gets the part if she bangs him and she refuses and then goes home and then and then um, kind of uh, mulls it over and goes to the guy's house. And um, I don't think that what she blows him. Right. They don't have sex, but they yeah. uh, and it's essentially it's essentially scene. what essentially what you figure out is that she, it's essentially like a making a deal with the devil situation. And um, and then now she has to murder people, and it's her friend. She essentially has to murder her friends in order to make this final transformation. And it's like as she goes on, like different things start to happen to her. Her hair starts to fall out, her nails, and um, her teeth transformation, again. her teeth. Yeah, it's like her, transforming uh, into a perfect bean kind of deal. Yeah. And um, and I guess it's just a comment. You know, the movie's a commentary on what, uh, on I guess certainly as we've seen since this movie came out. You know, this came out in like 2014, I think. And you know, the with the uh, um, the exposure that's happened of of producers and people that um, uh, shit, the way that this shit has been allowed to happen in Hollywood. It's a commentary on that and, and what and what people have to put themselves through essentially um to you know not obviously it's not everyone not everyone sold their soul to the devil but i mean tom cruise is certainly still young and at it so i mean that's all scientology obviously we know but um, doing, doing all those physical stunts on his own yeah How's yeah that possible yeah we still want to drinking the blood of virgins for sure yeah or or they just keep that the the wife of the the guy like hooked up to something and they're 
drinking her blood. Nobody's seen her in like twenty years. Or Dude, something. she went. She yeah, and nobody's nobody's fucking looked in on it whatsoever. I um, rue the day that we open up our phones and see the headline: Tom Cruise has passed away while on set while filming Mission Impossible Nine. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think uh, it's gonna be like Tom Cruise has ascended to Malork or whatever the name <laughs> of the planet after is. After recording Mission Impossible 165. <laughs> Um, where did this land on your list, Vinny? Uh, I had it at nine just because I thought no one would care about it. Um, do you like this movie, Jeff? Have you seen it? I've never seen this one. You might. So it's completely different than Contracted. And it's not <laughs> the, the things that you didn't like in Contracted are not represented in this movie. It's yeah. Plus, very Keanu's in this, right? As like an asshole. No, no, it's not this. No. Um, it's a very big commentary on how hard it is to make it in Hollywood and the Weinstein type culture in Hollywood in, in the beginning, but then it's, it becomes a whole different thing. Um, the actress that plays good, good kills though. Oh yeah. Well, I was going to say her killing spree is brutal. Like nothing body horror about it, but really good kills. And she, I mean, she goes on a rampage and it's, um, it's brutal, and you're rooting for her because she's being bullied by these people. So it's even that much more rewarding. But uh, Alex um, Esso, that plays that plays the lead, I didn't realize she's a she's a Saudi Arabian actress. She's definitely stuck with the genre. She's been in Doctor Sleep, um, Midnight Mass, The Haunting of Bly Manor. She kills it in this lead role. I mean, all the emotions that she shows. There's a bathroom stall scene. After she doesn't get a gig that is really powerful, she plays the the craziness really well. There's weird shit where she's going through the transformation and let there's a, a laying in a bed scene. It, it's good stuff. I like this one a lot. Um, the Keanu thing I was thinking of was Neon uh, Demons, right? Is that a movie? Uh, oh yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I keep yeah. I keep meaning it's so it's been on my letterbox watch list forever. He makes a cameo in that. Yeah, he plays like an asshole, like complete opposite of what Keanu is. Is what he plays. Like. I never he's, seen he's, it. I just I saw the clip of him being like a douche. Maybe it's like him, a... him from Knock Knock. Same, yeah, same oh. really, yeah, same kind of deal. Free right. fucking Sean, pizza. <laughs> Sean, you're up, dude. I sent you a message. Oh, I completely missed it. I'm sorry. Come on, I'm on top of my stuff. Oh, you know, I'm over here messing around with chargers and batteries. Yeah, phones causing around, going upside down. I'm trying to do you proud tonight, Jeff. I'm, I'm oh, this all is, your favorites. This is doing me proud. Number five, doing me proud, real proud, uh, Street Trash. Vinny, have you seen this movie? Yeah, it's not my favorite. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> so good. I, and I, you I, can't, uh, and it doesn't get much more body horror than this. I oh, well, it, I, yeah, that's no doubt. I was thinking about swapping brain damage in this movie, but this movie is so much goopier and so much grosser. And was like, I texted Jeff. This movie was like weirdly well shot for how missing the plot was. But I loved it so much. It, it was so fun to watch. Um, this movie came out in 87 and it revolves around a psychotic group of 
homeless guys led by a Vietnam War vet that still thinks he's in Vietnam named Bronson. Um, and they, they live near a local liquor store that finds a case of something called Viper in the basement, and the liquor store owner decides to sell these bottles to them for $1 a bottle. And they kind of fight over them, and as they find them and drink this liquor, I guess it's liquor, but um, the guys start melting as soon as they drink it into like some of them well some of them melt some of them explode uh it's just like an explosion of colors and goopy melting bones and flesh and a lot of disgustingness uh there's not much more of there's a little bit more of a plot than that there's two two of the homeless guys are brothers and they kind of figure out what's happening with the viper but but then they start using it and trying to give it to the other, the, like the homeless guys they don't like. This movie's fucking nuts. Explaining the plot is silly because there's not much of a plot. It's mostly there, just, it's just goopiness. Most importantly, there's uh, severed penis football. <laughs> <laughs> there's and it's it goes on for like five minutes. It's, it's way longer than it should be. Yeah, there's um, a severed penis football scene. There. There's also some great boobs in this movie, which yeah, because isn't there like a, a like a whole like um, homeless man rape plot going on on the side? Uh, I wasn't even thinking of her, but yeah, there is a homeless man. Yeah, there's a Italian mafioso that owns a nearby restaurant. That's like a side plot thing that's happening. So I th- ever since I saw this movie, and. Um, so you know how like when you check out at the beer distributor or the liquor store and there's always like the neon bottle like pint bottles of like bootleg it's called like bootlegger yeah like green gross. <laughs> i've never i've never tried it but that all makes me think of this movie every time i see that because like the only people that drink that are probably homeless people right oh uh, yeah people that like are scraping together money to get some booze yeah, yeah. I, see, I, I see i see cans of shit like that all over my neighborhood <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna be keeping my eyes out for weird paint splotches and bottles of Viper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. This this movie was nuts. The guy that the mob guy, the doorman at the restaurant <laughs> that the mob guys end up kidnapping. He is. Uh, I don't even know his name. He's the the lead actor in. Oh, Frank I have no idea. But he's just spewing these weird one-liners the whole movie. Fucking hilarious! I love it. So good, dude, dude. He so obviously watches that girl get kidnapped, and then they like ask him about it, and he's like, oh, "I don't know." I don't know. <laughs> and that has nothing to do with the mate. The rest of the story, no, which is it's like, like a its own like plot. Yeah. yeah, its own thing, like irrelevant to the story. Um, I I'm not sure if this is streaming anywhere, uh, but I found a copy of it on YouTube. Oh, really? And was able to watch it there. So, if you haven't seen this movie, go check it out. I, I kind of had a feeling Vinny wasn't going to be a fan, but well, it's. I was just thinking about it as you guys were talking. I, I guess it's really weird with me because like these really goofy, um, can't be meant to be fun horror movies. I guess they're just really hit or miss with me because like there's plenty that I like, but the ones that I don't like, I just 
it, this doesn't well, hit, hit with me. I mean, it, it helps if there's some semblance of a plot, but with this one, there's no plot. There's no and I, well, overarching so funny. story. You could even, I mean, it's, I'd say it's it's horror just based on like what happens to them, but it's like it's not like there like scary stuffs really happening in this movie. No, it's kind of just like homeless roundup, like <laughs> you know, they live Melty, in the dumps. homeless nasty. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think about what the point of this, like the director that made this film. I don't know if he's done anything else or maybe he just really hates homeless people because um, they don't come across as as good people in this film i feel like i feel like there's some of that and i i have to rewatch it but um i think joe bob talks about some of that in um in his does this take place in new york or does it oh do yeah they not say yeah because, I, because this is like back when like this is like pre-giuliani like new york is still like grimy and i feel like that it's like kind of it's like commentary on that and like um in Joe Bob's synopsis when or you know the stuff he does between clips um I think he talks about the you know he goes always goes into like the director's background and I feel like some of it is he may have even been homeless at some point I don't know well I love it and I don't care what anybody says moving along Vinny picks uh number four here and he's going Cronenberg the brood the Brood from 1979. Uh, I really love this movie. Um, it's. I started watching a bunch of Cronenberg. I want to say it was on like college break when I went back home uh, early on in the college years and started renting. Were, were, were video stores still open then? When? Pete, we're yes, maybe, we're... but few and far between. Okay, so maybe maybe it was high school then. I remember renting a lot of Cronenberg from Hollywood Video um, and crushing a bunch of it. And this one, I liked it, but I feel like it hit more when I rewatched it as an adult. Uh, it, it's very much centered around the horrors of being a parent and being married. And this couple's going through a divorce and they have a young child and then the the soon to be ex-wife is you know locked up in a mental institution and and she's trying to find she's trying to find all, all alternative she has this alternative uh psychi- uh psychiatrist and the kids like stuck in the middle and there's all this stuff it, it, it's very adult so if you watch it later on I think you appreciate it more and it's become one of my, probably one of my favorite Cronenbergs. It is, it, it has that Cronenberg wildness to it, but also it's a different type of, different type of horror than he normally does. Uh, it's certainly body horror, but, but not really until, it doesn't come, become body horror until the end. Then it becomes body horror in a very wild way. Uh, before that, it's kind of like creepy kid, creepy kid horror. There's um. Well, they're not, like they're kid creatures, I guess you call them. But uh, so the psychiatrist is played by Oliver Reed, um, later on famous for his role in uh, Gladiator as Proximo. But he's really good in this. It's weird seeing him so young. Uh, the wife. 
uh, played by Samantha Egger, is like she, even from the beginning, before stuff gets wild, is just like radiating this primal anger and re- regret and all this stuff. Uh, the the husband is played by Art Hindle. He does a really good job. So it goes from this creepy kid horror and creatures and then it escalates to revealing that she's like birthing these things out of out of anger and revenge and they're being sent out to murder and eventually there's like a a big scene with all of them being unleashed on the psychiatrist and the husband and then the big have you guys seen this yeah. I've not seen this. Oh, oh yeah. you gotta see it, Jeff and P- or Jeff and Sean. Have you seen it? I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, that was she. When, no. So, well, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. The, Jeff, would you agree? Like the first three quarters of the movie, you're like, "Huh, this is weird." Like Cronenberg's not doing body horror. Oh, it's yeah, it's confusing too. It's like I don't know what the hell's really going on. Yeah, like right what now. these creatures are. So like when they bring it all full circle and it's all revealed, it very much becomes body horror in a very weird, gross Cronenberg way. And it like the husband is trying to plead with her and this whole thing happens. I don't want to spoil it. You guys gotta watch it. I mean, I know you I know we've all crushed a bunch of body horror and you might want to take a break from it, but Put it on your list somewhere, and a couple months from now, give it a watch. It's definitely one of my top, my top Cronenberg movies now, and really strong performances. He always he he tends to get strong performances out of his actors, but this one they really shine all of them. All right, Pete, am I waiting for your pick? Uh, sent it in. Jeff, do you like Man, the bird? Keep missing. I like the bird, yes. No. I actually tend to... I like uh, a lot of Cronenberg stuff, believe it or not. Um, I keep missing messages. I'm sorry, boys. Uh, oh, man, another favorite of mine. Pete's taken Slither at number three. Oh. The James Gunn classic. Love his movie. Yes, sir. So... This this is a horror comedy, right? Oh, very much. I mean, it's it's dark, but it's funny as hell. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, you got a young Elizabeth Banks. Um, I'm not sure much that I've seen her in before this. I mean, this was like right around when I think she made her entrance into Hollywood. Um, Nathan Fillion, who underrated actor. I mean, he he ends up being in a lot of like canceled TV shows. I feel like or shows that like. He's in a lot of shows on TV that have like huge fan bases, but were canceled after like three seasons, kind of thing. Huh. Um, but he's a he's a he's a good actor and he's really funny. He he plays this type of role really perfectly. He's he's the sheriff, um, uh, and I mean Michael Rooker, he should have been nominated for something for this movie. Um, I mean, this movie is confusing from the get go because you're looking at young elizabeth banks and she's married to michael rooker and you're just like something's not right here and it's um, uh it's, it isn't right because they basically say he groomed her yeah like like yeah it's weird and so um uh definitely a nod um 
strong nod to Night of the Creeps with this movie, but um, much more body horror, I think, right? I mean, oh, with, yeah, the, with, with the whole Michael Rooker monster transformation mm-hmm. thing. And turning everybody, or not everybody, but when they kind of all go to that house and become one. <laughs> yeah, very <sighs> disturbing. I'd say it's definitely, and I'm not sure at this point if the movie I'm about to say will make the list, because I don't personally think it's top three it was lower on my list but it, this movie to me it's like night of the creeps meets society exactly little bit. I, didn't want to, I didn't want to say it either in case but um but because just because of that monster at the end is just so gross but it has all the faces and mm-hmm. like random arms and everything um so another movie that i really feel like there's um Again, to quote Joe Bob, there's no story getting in the way of the plot. It's a, it's a crisp like hour and forty. Um, you know, you get your intro, you get to know all the characters real quick. Uh, you know, Elizabeth Banks doesn't want to have sex with Michael Rooker, and the at, you know the one night, so he goes out to the bar and he meets a floozy, and they find the thing that fell from space in the woods, and he gets um, shot into the chest with the Essentially, it's a sentient, like, billion-year-old being that is, like, the size of, like, a, um, it's almost like a, a needle attached to, like, a bug head. Like, it's very, almost kind of like a fishing lure, almost. And it's that size, but then it hooks to the base of the brain, controlling a person, and then can impregnate females with its worms which then the worms take over people's bodies and do its bidding. And uh, super creepy concept because, like, I mean, if you're at all, like, a, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get into the whole, like, like, alien beliefs here, but if you at all believe that aliens exist, then you have to also believe that, you know, uh, aliens might want to take over a whole planet, which is basically you find out there's this thing all it does is like consume a planet and then move on and uh this is this like when you look at the way they do this movie it's a pretty plausible way of you know they take over this one small town really quick um anyway super funny super creepy uh and super disgusting because the the michael rooker character monster and you really get a good you really get a good transformation from um, when he's first infected or when he's, yeah, he's first infected to what he becomes, you know, after consuming, after consuming some meat, after consuming a lot of meat and then after consuming people. And um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a real good uh, movie horror comedy. That's both creepy and funny that nods it well to other horror movies. Yeah, I really yes. I I love this one and it's slightly higher than I had it on my list but still uh deserving. And does anyone have in front of him uh what year was this? 2006. Yeah, and and having it be mostly all practical, right? A lot of practical, yeah. a lot of the the, the 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 um the monster for sure. Yeah, it's cool. Uh the worms obviously are CGI but um but all like the, the all like the makeup so. on and all the effects on people that are infected, like that that makeup is real. 
um, and all that. So yeah, really cool stuff. Right on. Yeah, it's one of my faves. Um, yeah, the, the like you were saying, the the metamorphosis of Rooker through the movie is just kind of gross. Hey, he's a uh, person that I feel bad for because like he's a really good actor, but he's also like if I saw him in a back alley, I would book it. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> he's just uh, he's just he's just unfortunate looking. Um, moving on to number two. Hold on, real quick, Jeff. Uh, I just want to clarify yeah. something real quick because I'm I'm replaying what I said about the brood in my head. Uh, I would like to clarify. I did not mean the horrors of being married or being a parent. I meant to say the horrors of being married and being a parent getting divorced. Sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> really lingering on that, huh? <laughs> um, number two, uh, another one I really like uh, from Stephen Kostansky, The Void. So I don't, I had a lot of thoughts about what to put at the number two pick. Um, a lot of really popular and really famous body horror movies, but. This is a more recent film. This came out in 2016. And for a modern movie to use, I think this movie used either all or, or a lot of practical effects for the creatures that are in it. I thought it was really awesome. Yeah, I think it was all practical. Yeah, yeah that's kind of his deal. Kostansky is a <clears throat> real big effects guy. Yeah, and they came across so, so well. Uh, again, like real goopy um really just disfigured fucked up creatures uh not a lot of transforming but there's like they get into the weird birthing scenes um but backtracking a little bit this movie starts with a guy escaping a house and he's being chased by uh two men i think a dad and a son you don't really know why they're shooting at him but they immediately i think they immediately light fire to another person that he's with um, which is like an immediate kind of what the fuck is happening in this movie. But this guy who escapes the house gets picked up by a cop. He gets taken to what is basically an abandoned hospital where there's a teenage daughter giving that's, that's super, super pregnant with her grandfather, you know, like two or three doctors, a nurse and this police officer and um, of, of these these hooded cloaked figures with this weird symbol show up and basically trap them in the hospital and the hospital almost, it changes. Um, they're, they're trying to get supplies for this, this teenager that's going to give birth and the hospital almost changes shape and they end up in what pretty much amounts to like the depths of hell with all these disfigured creatures. And, you know, there's, there's a lot more story to it than that. I thought this movie was was pretty good on the plot. Uh, I thought the practical effects were really good, and there's not a ton of movies in the last, you know, five ten years that I really enjoyed as much as this one. Uh, the creatures have reminded me a lot of what the thing did back in the when, mm. um, whenever the what seventy or what the early eighties. Um, but I don't know. What did you guys think? Movie is super creepy. I love this movie, uh, and I, I unsettling. I went in either with no expectations or, or low expectations, and it it really blew me away. For this list, though, I, it, it wasn't giving me 
the body horror feel. It's giving me more like the monster creature <coughs> effect kind of thing. Um, I got uh, I didn't get the thing from it. I, I was more on like the Hellraiser vibes for this. Um, uh, but nonetheless, I a... I love this movie so. Yeah, well, you don't necessarily see a lot of the people transform, but like the one scene, um, you have the cop's wife, I forget what her name is, Megan or Allison or whatever it is, uh, with the, they show her pregnant on the table and you have the, the thing inside of her stomach that's like bulging out. Um, and the one doctor is there and he's just like peeling his skin off. Like there's a lot of gross scenes like that 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 gave me body horror vibes. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. Great stuff. Uh, the th- the thing is more like the creepy tentacle monsters and the gross grotesque humanoid figures. But yeah, I fucking I love a Lovecraft kind of horror, and this gave me all the Lovecraft vibes. Yep. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Loved it. It it's really nice to get such a good gem in 2016 too. Especially with like what like we said with all the practical and just the the where it went, it was good stuff. All right, Vinny, that leaves that leaves you. You guys made this easy. This is the number one. Painted me in a, a fine corner. Don't mind it at all. Ooh, this is disappointing. I mean, this list isn't disappointing, but I'm disappointed that um, one didn't make the it. movie. I got confused with didn't make it at all got confused with uh, someone looked that up what oh with the 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 other name for dead alive yeah yeah i can't remember what the other name is is it brain dead it's brain dead oh uh, okay, yeah that's, yeah that's, brain damage brain yeah. dead you're right you're right yeah i messed that up but damn this isn't gonna make the list that's that's crazy there's another one but i think it's even the, more crazy it didn't make the list yeah i can't argue this pick uh number one Cronenberg's back again. The Fly remake. Uh, Had to be. Cronenberg's masterpiece. I really believe. I mean, like, the peak, the pinnacle of body horror. I mean, it has all the elements you want. It's incredible practical effects. It's goopy. It's a slow transformation. Again, like we've t- mentioned with other movies, like just the fingernails. Very slow transformation. Ugh. And then it just escalates from there and turns into a monster movie uh, at a certain point. But what Cronenberg did with the story, uh, it is a remake. Uh, the original starred Vincent Price. Whole different thing. Have you guys seen the Vincent Price one? Of course. I know, yeah, I know you have. Much different thing. It, it's uh, not on purpose a horror comedy. Like, I don't think it was on purpose, right, Jeff? Like, they were... They no, were, it's definitely were, not on purpose. Yeah, but it's it's a, it's a an old horror comedy at this point. Well worth a watch. It's uh, it's silly because when Vincent Price turns into the fly, like, he has, like, they do this, like, the squeaky voice thing. He's like, hey, help me, help me. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but this one, Cronenberg's, it's, it's a really tragic story. Um, it does the thing with body horror where you're like seeing what the person going through the transformation like what they're dealing with uh but what also like the people around them because gina davis like gives an amazing performance like being 
uh, is Goldblum's character's name Ian? No. What the hell is his name? Dr. Brundle. Yeah. Yes. Brundle. Yeah. Brundle. Brundle, Staff yeah. Or, uh, Stephen something? Being Stephen his uh, girlfriend and, like, seeing him suffer through this, it, it, it's very, very, like, tragic story and just so well acted by Jeff Goldblum and Gene Davis. Like, incredible. And to have the body horror and the weird Cronenberg stuff layered in there on top of it, just a masterpiece. I love this movie. This yeah, movie... Some nasty it's shit in this. Fucking disgusting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it takes a, it takes best, a while in the, best, in the best way. It takes a while to get there too. It's kind of a slow burn, a little bit of a well, romance. Yeah, you get a little bit of good um, grossness from the first baboon. That yeah, just, that's like, true. It tur- it's turned true. inside out, and then, um, um, yeah, uh, another, but another movie that like. I've said this about two other movies on this list. It's like the perfect length that you're not, it's like an hour and 45 minutes mm-hmm. and there's nothing. You're not like, there's, there's nothing no, that you're waiting for. No fat for. to be trimmed. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, God, and so you know, the, uh, I rewatched this movie just because I, I knew that we would be talking about it. Um, and I, I, it upsets me a little bit that, Jeff Goldblum is essentially um, now now nowadays is essentially cornered into this like goofy character. Like he's a really good actor, mm-hmm. and um, not that I don't love him in those roles. I thought he was great in Thor Ragnarok, and you know now he's in all the who's that uh, director that does like the really like um, artsy movies. Um. Mm. Uh, uh, uh. Fuck. Yeah, he did like a uh, um the Royal Tenenbaums and uh, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson, yeah. So now Goldblum's in like the Wes Anderson movies, but he, I feel like he's like a character to, of himself. And uh, I don't know. I just wish. Um, basically, what I'm getting at is, I wish he would do more drama, more horror. Again. Yeah, I mean, one because... of my favorite. One of my favorite parts of this movie is his like when he first goes through the teleporter and he's like it's like jeff goldblum on speed yeah he's just like dumping sugar into his coffee and like talking like a mile a minute well and then it's like heartbreaking because you feel for gina davis like when he goes through that phase where he's like rebelling against her and dumps her and he's like you know displaying his superpowers that he's getting as a side effect and going out there and you know picking up women and all that uh, oh, the wrist snapping scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I, I really wish I thought of it. Like I thought of it as we were talking about all this, in an in an alternate universe. If I were to win trivia, I maybe I would have done quantity and put the fly two at the bottom because that thing, not nearly as a, a masterpiece of a movie, but as far as the body horror and the goop and the grossness, even elevates this one have you guys seen that mm, no, is that also Cronenberg or no uh, I couldn't tell you the director uh, offhand but the body horror stuff is like gross and it, it's super goopy and bleh. Uh, it, it's really mean spirited it's loosely based off of the 
Vincent Price sequel, Son of the Fly. So, um, not played by Gina Davis, but and uh, Gina Davis and him have a baby, and then the son grows up trying to fulfill his father's dreams and fill his shoes and do the same thing, and it goes horribly wrong, just like it did with Jeff Goldblum's character. But Brundle really, fly, hmm? Brundle fly, yeah. Even just that name sounds disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, I think this is a yeah. tight list. I dig it. it is. Yeah, it's, it's I'm happy easy. with it. Jeff, you want to throw us a little recap? Yeah, well, um, uh, number ten, via Pete, uh, body melt. Number nine, Pete again from beyond. Then we got brain damage at number eight. Not brain did. Uh, that was Sean's pick. Uh, then he came back with Contracted, which I think might be the weakest movie on the list, to be honest. Um, six, Pete again with Starry Eyes. Then Sean with another masterful pick at number five, Street Trash. Uh, the Brood, number four, it's Vinny. Uh, Pete with Slither at number three. Sean again with the void at two and number one vinnie the fly uh jeff goldblum remake Mm -mm -mm. so so yeah i can't believe the one i was ready for was was brain dead uh damn i can't believe um reanimator didn't make it uh so i wanted to put yeah i wanted to put reanimator on this list but i just was trying to avoid anything not that we've talked about that movie a ton because i fucking love that movie but I don't know. It's one of the more popular ones, I thought. So yeah. I just wanted to put some, some, some other stuff on here. Yeah, I think just on, like, I, I would have went kind of the opposite route uh, of some of these picks. Like, I wouldn't even have counted story. I would have just went straight nasty. Uh, society. Oh, that one. That's not on here. That yeah, one. It's a discard for me. It. Uh, it's a discard, but. It's a- it- it's tough for me to rewatch. That movie is fucked. No, I'll never rewatch it. Yeah, I'll never rewatch. Yeah, like it. it's it's. But that's why I think it's such a good pick to be. It's on the list, it but... sticks with you for sure. Yeah. So, um, Reanimator was on my list, but after, for me, after watching From Beyond and being that it was like the same two of the actors, I just like I felt that it was a little bit more because of like the 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 monster. It was a little bit more body horror, even though Reanimator is too, obviously. Um, society, I have here on my discards. Um, District Nine. Anybody? I saw that uh, on some lists. Isn't that more of a sci-fi? It's more sci-fi. Is the it's alien? Sci-fi. That's. Yeah, he slowly turns into the alien. Yeah. Oh, no, I've never seen that. I didn't know that. Um, Leviathan. Leviathan's a good one, but I don't know um, that it's a body horror. Uh, I mean, the, it, it literally is like a monster that absorbs bodies. I always considered Leviathan. Yeah, but see, you said a monster thing. It's kind of like this is the way I look at Leviathan. It's it's like um, it's the abyss mixed with alien and, and the thing. yeah, the thing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. love it. Um, Do love it. But yeah, it it, it yeah, uh, it was low for me. Um, uh, Dead Heat. Mm-hmm. But oh, not so man. much. That's just a fun watch, and it's not like it's not, it's not a ton of 
There is a few gross, like, body things, but it's mostly, like, kind of zombies. And then a movie that I watched back in my, um, it's a Spanish movie that I watched back in my um, October watch list um, for Halloween. It's called Pussy Cake. <laughs> and it's and it's kind of like uh um uh, the people are kind of turned in it's like also like an alien like thing that affects their brains but like they all stay like deteriorate and they kind of puke like the fly pukes and uh yeah it's just gross um but yeah that was those are my uh discards i did want to ask Vinny if uh cabin fever was on his list no nah. Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, would, it, would, one... it would it would certainly qualify as body horror, but no thanks. So I I I went I started rewatching it because I haven't seen it in like ten years or more. I had and trouble I like, getting movie... past the bonfire scene. I was like, this movie is not good. I I rewatched it not for this list. I rewatched it. I think for the I Halloween. Thought I remembered liking it more. I rewatched it for the Halloween season, and I was like, this bonfire scene is cringing me the fuck out like i just know i i know it would have been it would have been uh it would have been blasphemy to put an eli roth movie on this list anyway but oh yeah no thanks uh did anyone consider the human centipede i've never seen it It, um yeah i think it would qualify but it's just like a it's like a different uh corner of the of the body horror yeah it would have been like 10 9 yeah. yeah Yeah, that movie's gross. Oh, very. <laughs> I would I would almost put just for the sake of it being a body horror list, if you're going to do like a bottom of the list type thing, I would almost put Human Centipede two before the first one, just because of the body horror album. It's like the the centipede's bigger and there's more fucked up. Shit I going can't on. believe you even watched the second one. I the didn't watch the third. How many are there now? Like four? No, just three. Oh, I couldn't tell you. There's three. If we were to do like a torture torture porn list then i might watch that for that list yeah yeah that would have to be on there for sure but there's not a lot that makes me want to watch that movie one of the uh one of my discards was uh another cronenberg but a brandon cronenberg uh his son uh possessor i thought about that earlier i wouldn't have let that on the list why was it sci-fi it's not really a body horror she just kind of jumps into bodies yeah, but then when she starts transforming in to the other dude's body towards the end, where their, their their bodies are merging and it's all like fucked up. But I mean, I wouldn't have played it because it's more sci-fi than it is horror. So I wouldn't have played it. Well, yeah. But great, great movie. Um, I love uh, Andrea Riseborough and she just kills in this movie. She is so, like, she is such a unique actress and so talented. And this movie is weird as fuck. And very, very weird. They they say that like or he says and they say that he's trying to distance himself from his father's style, but I don't see it because everything he's made is just it falls under that Cronenberg name. Then to piggyback off that, did anyone for the sake of the list watch David Cronenberg's new John uh Crimes of the Future? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Really good, but super weird. I have to watch it again because it was so weird that it was hard to follow. Like, it was almost distracting, but at the same time sucking you in. You were glued to the screen as you're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Um, 
but the body horror element is really there. It takes place in like the distant future. Human beings are evolving and human beings as a whole have evolved to where they can't feel pain and they can't feel pleasure, which causes all kinds of issues, obviously. Hmm. Uh, but then a, a, a small handful of the population is also evolving to grow new organs. And the backdrop of what society is like, like some, they don't say what happened or, or there's, there, there's no mention of it, but it's like almost post-apocalyptic. Like all the, the setting is bombed out and gray and destroyed. Like you can tell like this is like the remainder of humanity uh, and something happened. But they are doing surgeries as like high art live performance performances and removing these extra organs and putting them on display. It's super weird, but it's very captivating, very well shot, um, super unique. Uh, you have Cronenberg's uh, recent best buddy, uh, Viggo Mortensen in it. It's, it's good. Uh, Kristen Stewart's in it for a short stint. I recommend it because I would love to talk to you guys about it and figure out what the hell was going on in that movie. Yeah, it was on my list of movies I wanted to watch, but I just didn't get to it. Is it streaming? Uh, yes, I think uh, Hulu. Hulu. Okay. Just for the sake of uh, wanting to throw my favorite Cronenberg movie in there, Videodrome. Yes. Love me some Videodrome. Uh, yeah. Uh, and another one, damn it, I, I should have put in the list low-key Cronenberg uh, favorite, Crash. I don't... Is that a body horror? Uh, like the movie about racism? No. no. A movie about like sex and, and cars or something. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't... I don't know what class you would put it in. So it's basically about getting addicted to mixing car crashes and sex. So there's there's bodily harm and violence happening because of the car crashes. I guess it's not body horror. Mm-hmm. But good good Don, Kern, you good Cronenberg nonetheless. Yeah, Don, you got any, got, you gonna throw I, out there? I got throwaways. Uh, Color Out of Space. Nick Cage a couple Ooh. years ago. Good one. Good Lovecraftian. Ones. Lovecraftian. Some weird alien human balloons. fusion in the end. Oh yeah, real weird. <laughs> um, Event Horizon. I was thinking, mm. no, nah, that's that's too. I see where you're coming from. Haunted but, uh, space. Well, well, there's, there a of, a, there's a lot there of bodies. A, yeah, there's, there's a, some grossness, but I don't think it is enough. Yeah, that's why I didn't. I wasn't gonna put it on the list, but good movie nonetheless. Uh, Tusk, our uh, our boy uh, Justin Long. Justin Long, thank you. Kevin Smith directed. Kevin Smith. Definitely body horror. Don't like the movie. Yeah, I don't know if it was the best movie, but the body horror was pretty fucking, uh, I don't know, pretty, pretty weird. Uh, Tetsuo, the Iron Man. Yeah, can't, I, I, I definitely applies. I'm just like, God, I can't watch that. Well, I like talk about there not being much of a plot. Mm-hmm. That movie is is a hard one to follow. But the body horror is definitely there, and 
you know, you get some mechanical penises and some <laughs> dick drilling. Some dick some dick drilling and um and the only other one that I had written down was a movie called Spring that's on Shudder. Uh, Damn it. Came out in 20. Did, Great did movie. Did you? Yeah. I, it... I, I forgot that one too. That one. What's the deal with that movie? I don't know. Is it mermaid? I liked it a lot. Is, it, is she a mermaid? She's like a, a, a giant slug. <laughs> <laughs> I, think she's a, I think she's a mermaid. I don't know. That's but a it, great it was movie. Almost... It was almost more of a romance movie than a horror. I was gonna say, when you, uh, you know, when you when you need a lone night with the lady, and you want to sprinkle in some of uh, your favorite subgenre horror, <coughs> but also appease to your lady, throw on Spring. It's, it's a little bit of both. It was a great movie. Uh, great, some really great body horror and a uh, good romance story too. I think she was. A I thought Pete. I actually didn't know if you would like that movie, but I thought Pete would. I think Pete would love that. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, Pete, watch yeah, that it's one. On, it's, it's so good. It's on Shutter. I would say it's 70% love story, 30% horror, but the horror, yeah. like, it hits hard. And yeah. I, I think she's a mermaid. <laughs> I don't know. When he sees her on the floor and she's just like a – got a, I don't want to spoil it for Pete, but <laughs> – I mean, I she has some she stuff was. going on, but like maybe that, like she was just out of the water for too long, mermaid. <laughs> all right well that being said so we wrap it up boys yeah yeah sure all right what well are we, what, are we, what are we coming at them with a uh, watch this or die next week that we're gonna figure yeah, out yeah so we'll what? have uh um, we'll have a watch this or die next week and then we're gonna be on a little bit of an extensive um hiatus unless you guys r- record without me which of course is is welcome, so we don't go on a two-week break. But we're the Killer Pod crew is going overseas. We've been dropping hints and kind of directly talking about it over the last few episodes. We might... Uh, I'm going to bring the portable stuff. We might put together some words while we are in South America. Or not in South America. In uh, Dominican Republic. But uh, if not, it'll be a little bit of a two-week break. But yes, there will be a Watch Us or Die, I, w- I would think, coming next week. Before we go, wonderful. I'm into it. All right. Well, until uh, next time, we are the Killer Pod crew. Love, peace, and chicken grease. And we are out of here. And we're out.